0: Hey y'all, my name is Corey and I'm here with my wife Shauna. We are the hosts of the Us First That podcast. Join the conversation. Hiding.
1: This sound makes me so happy. It,
0: it really doesn't make the dog feel good though. Like the tap on the mic, just do do do. It it drives it really her does insane. Get a crazy. She, she like panicked, but playing that intro out definitely like it sounds so cool, you know? And
1: It's like the phases that we've gone through kind of. It just like it's so perfectly yeah. exemplifies
0: and letting the feeling be cheesy too yeah. without like really freaking out about like wow, it is so hokey and <laughs> hacky is. that we're sitting <laughs> talking about our intro song.
1: Whatever. It's cool. Yeah, we have awesome talented friends that did it and yeah, again, like if Mark. if those are the things that make <laughs> us professional, like you know <sighs> what I mean? Like great. Like this is amazing. This is so cool that We get to just share our life and the fact that we have a friend who can take his knowledge of us and his experience of us and his talents in music and create an intro that perfectly exemplifies what we're doing. It's fucking amazing. It's so cool.
0: Yeah. And I, (laughs) I, (laughs) yes. Yeah. You said, you said this line, like if, does that make us professional? You know what I mean? Like that, you know what I mean? I didn't, but what it did was it, like, threw this thing at me, like, yo, you guys are getting, like, you're, this would be my definition of, like, cheesing, you know what I mean, like, you're really, like, we were, like, cheesing about, like, this intro, right, we were just kind of giggling about it, like, ah, it's so cool, right, and that was, like, a serious level of happiness that we didn't hold back from because we felt like we were being hacky or hokey because we've got this red light on. Right. That makes me feel good. Yeah. That makes me feel really good that like, I, I can speak about the feeling, like knowing it, man, yeah, that's kind of cheesy. And it kind of sounds weird and funny when you're truly excited to hear something like that. But like, I still am. Like, I love hearing it. It's like that reminder of like, okay, where takes me right back to Louisiana.
1: Yeah. You know? which is the beginning of January, which is also, if you look at these six months and you look at this minute of sound, like this, of course, Corey and I, if you don't know us, we love music. It is our thing. We, I, like, music is therapy for both of us, and yeah. we use it that way. We let Spotify just play anything for us, and we just, like, have emotional moments with music, and it's very, very powerful. We've always been that way.
0: Yeah, and I, with that being said, I would love to tip my cap to my dad, to mm. my uncle, mm. to my cousins, um, on on all sides, uh, to your brother. Uh, my Yeah, oh my God. Your dad, your mom, my mom, my stepdad, like really like everyone around me, it was music. You know, family, friends, close family, friends that, you know, uh, band directors from the kids we grew up in it. Like I was, I knew I was destined, destined to always love music, Mm. you know, like ooh, I was always like, dead Like I remember. Sa- ooh, my
1: yeah Yes, right big now. time.
0: First time I like con- think I consciously sang um, a um, karaoke. It was my cousin was babysitting me when I was real young in the basement at uh, the house I grew up in in Wisconsin, and it was Garth Brooks' "The River." Mm. I remember the album cover. And and here, here's even crazier, I I later in life worked for him, had interactions with him, been in studios, seen the actual albums, the original one copies of that. I've heard him sing it multiple times. I've heard some of the best musicians in the world sing songs that I remember hearing in the basement of my childhood home. Oh, what a trip. I love music. And it's not just country music. I love jazz. I love... Okay, tri-
1: hold on. I want to circle back to Can that. Can I
0: not end on like, I love jazz? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what well, I, mean? I want to go back to no, the I mean. Brooks No, 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 no. I need
0: to go because I also got like the classic rock stuff from family members. Like they, they instilled a love for not just the musical instruments and what those guys were doing create you know, creatively, but also like the stories they were painting, coupled with the experience of the time that they were going through, because it was always like, hey, this was, you know, this song from this spot, and I remember seeing them here, and this is what was going on at the time, and you might not know this, but because like we were always surrounded by family, it was connected like layers deep, every story had layers and generations unfolding in front of us so like connecting that to music like I knew I was destined to always love music that question what would you rather lose like sight or hearing you know it take my sight yeah you know like I know that sounds like really really gross and I don't mean to be insensitive with that but like we you know that's a that question like we've asked each other Because we're music people, you know, (laughs) we know the answer.
1: Well, I think, in in the same token of this, of like music, of course, it brings memories and it allows you to really feel stuff. And I think for us, that's why we have music feels mute, feeling with music feels really safe for us. Yeah. Right? Like, we, most of the conversations we've had with everybody across this country this year have been with music in the background, with soft, comforting music to, to hold the space, like truly. And I think we know that now, but at the time it was just, we just loved music, we wanted music around, and now we know that it is a very powerful tool in the way that we also just operate right. together. But what I wanted to say about Garth Brooks is you naming that song instantly just made my stomach drop because it's also the song that you walked out on me at homecoming the first year that we went to homecoming.
0: oh dang and when you said
1: that song though like i was like holy like how specific of a song is that of course we had i'm pretty
0: sure it was the dance
1: Oh, maybe. By
0: Garth Brooks.
1: It might have been. You know,
0: the dream is like a river. Yeah. Ever changing as it flows. You know, the dream is just a vessel that must yeah. follow. Okay, where so you it think
1: goes. you walked out on that one?
0: Yes. No, 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 no. That was the river. I, I sang oh. that as a kid, like karaoke playing with my cousin. The dance was a different song, and mm. that was the one I walked out on. Mm. that was like that was that that song brings up like all emotions for me
1: yeah
0: you know and that I think I'm like so many other people like that song this engulfed is, this some is of the us is dance you know? by Garth
1: Brooks if you're if you're not following along if you're not a country person um like
0: it's okay you it's can okay. go listen now <laughs> you, can, okay. you can go like it if you'd like I,
1: I think it's funny especially being in Nashville we met so many people that pushed back against country music it's hilarious because they just did not even want to be in the same crowd in the same circle as other people listening to country music but in nashville everything's live music which changes it and then everything's yeah. not country you might have some rock and but some the perception and... is
0: it's country yeah oh that's country but no it's live music and then there's Live. DJs, and of yeah. course there's
1: all these other the things. Street
0: performers, but and you would different see clubs, so many parts. people
1: come to Nashville day one like folk country man, I hate it here, and then by day three they'd come back to the bar like, oh my god, I love this place, and because it wasn't about the type of music, right? It's like we, it's our label. The label I don't like country music blocks us from even having that ex- like having an, the experience but when uh, they get over that I, I mean, in that situation not all the time yeah
0: this one goes real
1: not all the time i'm just saying like that you can you could see it happen of okay i don't like country music but i'm still gonna be here props to them for, yeah like, but, coming to something but people, like that yeah if you yeah. don't like it right like you because that's that's the other thing that happened. Is that people don't like something, they won't even put themselves in that situation. Well,
0: and, and exactly. That's the thing. Like, unfortunately, country western music has been all those things. People that really, like, don't like country music.
1: Oh, hi, Willie.
0: What is your problem? You can lay down now. <laughs>
1: She just wants to be recognized as this is Willie Nelson, and we're talking country music. We hear you. You hear, girl.
0: Don't stare, dude. Like, really obnoxious. Anyway, the country music has been like all that bullshit that people like absolutely don't like about it. Fuck
1: yes, it it has
0: been that, and it can be that, and it can like, but since when? In the history of ever, does anybody all have to like all of the same things? And, ev- <laughs> and everyone can have their opinions about it. Yeah. You know, but like, I don't know. I, the country music that I've made fun of, I can actually find things to really, really enjoy about it now. And I have. I've been a Like, I've been a hater. <laughs> like a music hater, where I've just been like, dude, this is. Puke, puke, <laughs> just puke. I mean, just absolute. But that that wasn't the point. It wasn't for me. It, but
1: also, I think, on the other hand, you've also really appreciated music for its foundational piece. Like, the music, musicians that we were friends with in Nashville, like, those people, you couldn't have been prouder than them, or prouder for them, right? Like, them following through on their dream, as musicians was like, really, it seemed very inspiring to you. So you love that foundation of them with their craft and with their art and with their dedication.
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of that though, <laughs> that was like multi. that feeling got multiplied because I saw how they got treated,
1: mm.
0: you know, like I was the guy that was pulling people away from them. I was also the guy that would like take them drinks. Ask them how their day was. You know, because I was also watching them from a totally different angle being shit on by all the people that we have to sing birthday songs to. You know. And
1: and give them free shots for being a bachelorette.
0: Yeah. Yeah, was... you know, so like I I got to see someone that like they they write and sing songs about that stuff, all those crappy bar gigs that you hear whatever musician talk about. Those are the type of people, the the street performers you see where people yell at them to tell them to you know, fuck off or t- you know whatever. I I can't I can't even believe that people have the audacity to be as rude as they are to people out there doing something like that. Like it's an art and I know it kind of gets like pushed and pulled because it became a part of the commerce, but like, man, there's still a lot of people out there that believe in the art over the commerce and we're treating them pretty crumbly, crumbly, like, crumly's out, not pretty poorly. <laughs>
1: there you go.
0: And, but that's also like nothing new. I'm not shocked yeah. by it. So it's <laughs> like, wait, did I just get like used to seeing it? Did it just get, like, normal?
1: Well, I don't... I I mean, I was working those day shifts, too. You know what I mean? Like I was also in that... In those bars with those musicians having yeah. no customers. Like, sitting all day. There were nights that, I mean, I would walk with $10. I mean, that's nothing. I couldn't even park for that. So...
0: Or pay for an Uber for that. Right. Or... And so,
1: like, I think a lot of the the experience that i was having just in nashville was everything was so contrasted so beautifully like my relationship with alcohol versus my relationship with marijuana happening at the same time alongside of each other watching the two behaviors right same thing with like being in the bar scene like i was understanding of how i felt i i i was loving life when it was busy and we were making money and um, and just like having fun, but also hating my life when I had to go there on a Tuesday night and had to leave my husband and had to be away from family or missing events. Like those two dichotomies were happening alongside of each other. And I was like trying to find this balance between the two in so many ways. And I think it's also part of the reason why – we left Nashville or definitely why I left the bar scene was I could not be in that energy anymore. I could feel it and my body was physically starting to like push back on it. But I was like still really enjoying it with like my friends and like having fun because I felt a part of something for the first time, Mm. you know, and I, it's just like,
0: yeah. Okay. So for the first time in your twenties, like,
1: yeah, for sure. Um, no, you know, that's probably not true, but I definitely went through a really dark patch in, like, my early, mid-20s, like, was in a really dark place, and did lose a lot of friends, and did not treat people very kindly, and also was not treated kindly by people, but also didn't, I didn't have a voice, I didn't know who I was, I was, didn't, I didn't have, I was just following anybody that was willing to guide me, and, like, becoming codependent on those relationships because I needed it felt good to be supported by someone and then what was happening is I was Mm -hmm. just not truly being myself I was being this version that I thought they also were wanting me to be or needed me to be or whatever so I kept having this cycle happen with a lot of relationships and people that I was in and of course I was blaming it on everyone else why not now the work has been to realize, like, I'm not the victim. What part was I playing? What work was I doing in that? And also now looking at the bar scene, like, I I fucking loved bartending on Broadway. It was so fun. It was so fun. Yeah. Ego <laughs> out the roof. Like, oh my gosh, one of my favorite things was throwing cups at customers. <laughs> That sounds so like ridiculous, but it's so true and the bars that we worked at like you just could it was just fun and funny, and like people thought it was like how you showed love, which is so weird now to say out loud, but it felt like you were a part of something, especially
0: i, I especially
1: th- the first bar we worked so, at
0: yeah that was that was really special because you'll never see a spot like that operate like that probably ever again. I I don't see anything being able to operate at the capacity like that, and do, like that 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 was in, that was like a big family. Yeah, there were so many regulars to that space that a lot of people probably wouldn't always recognize. You know, but there were the the Thursday night predator game crowd. Yeah, like they were always if, if the same. If you're from Those,
1: Nashville, we're talking about Paradise Park pre. Paradise Park closing and then reopening as not themselves and then reopening again as themselves. Again. I think <laughs> we think it's the same place, but we worked at paradise be- right before, like we were there as they were closing. I think the yeah. two years it, before they closed,
0: it it just seemed like this, obviously this amazing moment in time that could never happen again. Yeah. Okay. But the thing, like how things operated, they just, that's not gonna be how it is anymore. I, I don't. Mm. See, I don't see how that light switch turns back on.
1: Well, we're also not in Nashville. You know what I mean? Yeah, like,
0: yeah, yeah. Fair. Who fair.
1: knows what's happening? Because from what yeah, what I've been seeing on Snapchat <laughs> from our friends, it seems like it's somewhat back to normal. Which I think is also well.
0: I hope. I hope the spots down there. I hope they have regulars. You know, if you're going to if you're going to operate it that makes sense to me. Regulars bring a community. Yeah. You know what I mean? Regulars bring a sense of culture to whatever business you're operating. Yeah. Because you get to have these honest relationships. You get to have you know, you got to throw cups at people's foreheads <laughs> when they said silly things because you probably saw that person a lot or you caught that person in a moment in there t- in time where they made a bad joke and they knew it and you were letting them slide and you, you would punish them in this like
1: a loving, playful, nurturing way yeah.
0: by tossing a cup at them. But as a reminder of, Hey buddy, you, you still have security and other people around here that they, their job is to help you leave. Yeah. You know, like it, you can't be rude. You can't act like that all the time, but that one I'll let slide because like, we're cool. All right.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, but uh, in my head, I would assume that, you know, this last year has affected a a lot of people in a way of like, okay, what was healthy? What is health?
1: Yeah.
0: You know, like what is health? And, you know, yeah, (laughs) not a lot of things were, quote unquote healthy in that
1: not in space. our life they weren't yeah definitely not. Hell no zero, they weren't zero
0: self control in a in a
1: in terms of food, in terms of alcohol. I've never smoked more cigarettes in my life than we did last summer building out this van and just like the stress the stress, but also like if I feel honest to say this, it was also like being back in Wisconsin also got to be the excuse you know like oh we're back at home and this is just what people at home do and this is who we were before so of course it's gonna be who we are are, we're fine like we're fine we're just smoking and drinking and then for a
0: moment covid was my excuse yeah you know and i know that sounds like super fucked up but it was like well uh, i'm here now like i'm back (laughs) this is different you know we we made wild decisions quickly.
1: Yeah, I don't really feel like you we've know, ever really gone into the full scope of what was going on
0: in Nashville.
1: In Nashville and also, to
0: lead to us
1: leaving. Yeah, because I think I also feel like I kind of forgot about it. You know, in in February of 2020, we were offered the potential to go work for a cannabis company in Oregon and we were really excited about that and to be honest I think just ready to leave Nashville like I was so burnt out of Nashville I had left the bar scene and was still finding very similar stuff because I just now of course I know I wasn't happy inside so my out outside was not reflecting that and I was willing to change and do something different about what was being reflected and getting on Nashville felt good. Um, But we made a decision to leave Nashville to buy our van and to take this leap of faith within probably two weeks. Yeah. Between actually having a conversation.
0: With next to little planning.
1: And like probably quit my job less than two weeks after that. So that was the other thing is I had quit my management job with plans to work at the bar for the next month, right? Like that was kind of our intention was why wouldn't we both try to, like, this is the beginning of busy season and let's let's make our money and then we'll have some extra money to be able to fix this van and (laughs) go to Oregon.
0: So we found the van. Yep. Got the van.
1: The day of the Nashville tornado. Brought
0: the van home and it went through a tornado, which thankfully we were not in a space that was affected by it, but we had people.
1: Very near and dear to us that were. So that was, that was a really crazy experience of, whoa, like we're getting rid of all of our stuff and people here lost all of their stuff
0: and we were choosing we were choosing to slim down from a house that was 2200 square feet to uh a space we didn't know the square footage because we didn't bother to look into it (laughs) it's small perfect you know like how small do we realistically think we could go and this is where we settled
1: Yeah, we didn't do much planning or preparing. And, you know, if you know us, you also know that's not really how we operate. Um, I would say I feel like we used to be fairly planned. But this just was this leap of faith. I don't know. We were feeling like we had to do it. Like why we were both miserable. Corey was just working downtown at that time, too. So, like, we both knew we could find jobs and we did it. And then suddenly COVID just changed everything, right? And, of course, it changed everything for everyone. Yeah,
0: picking apart this stuff with kind of this new, just this, we, like you said, we haven't gone back and, like, played in this space for a while.
1: No, I haven't really even thought about it. Because, to be honest, it was also painful.
0: Yeah, it was not a very
1: fun. It was not a very fun time in our life, but it also ended us back in our hometown, in your old bedroom in a bunk bed. My
0: goodness, we've gone. We've had to have talked about this. I know. I'm so sorry, but like, yeah. Oh my god.
1: So we went from living, not ever trying on tiny living (laughs) at all, to now in this. room, which we were living out of maybe a week's worth of clothes, which we pretty much did all summer last year, at least from like March till yeah. July. um, Because we didn't have, there wasn't room for any of our stuff anywhere, really. And so and we, we, and we were be, just living. And we
0: weren't being adults. Like we weren't. Like we, we were able to fall back on our parents when, during this, you know? Yeah. Like during this, we are our family held us up for, sure. you know, they gave us breath for sure. Yeah. Um, and that, that is, yeah. Through, and through that. I,
1: but there was also a lot of pride within that too, for both of us, you know, cause I, yeah. I don't think initially when we were like, when we bought the van, we knew we were going to go back to McFarland for, like a week we just wanted to say bye to everybody because we knew once we got out to the west coast we probably wouldn't be home for a while was kind of our thoughts and so suddenly that brought us back to wisconsin even two weeks earlier than intended and then we were there for like four months almost six months in 2020 which was crazy and insane but i think it also brought up so much of our darkness. And and when we were in this space of what is our life? Like, what decision did we just make, right? Like, we thought we had made this decision we should be proud of. And actually, a lot of people were telling us to be proud. But then also now, as the pandemic continued, it was like, uh uh-oh, like, what are you guys going to do? Oh, my gosh, you guys, your life is in shambles. Like, people were really afraid for us. And I definitely think we picked up on that more than more than not, for sure. Um, But it it really. It the the fear that we have experienced the last year in our in our own life through the van, but also the people that we are seeing that are working through fear strictly around the pandemic, strictly around you know, just being outside. You know, like, that... That is a deep, deep wound. A wound that all of us are gonna and, have to acknowledge and see.
0: And, and they... And some people might have just... Like, <laughs> the... <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> that one bitch a little bit, yeah, huh? Oh, gee, Kush. The some of these wounds are like new and they happened while all of us because if like if you're listening I'm including us like all of us went through that together together so now i i i can see wound, like i'm allowing a space for people to be exactly who they are and show up as
1: Someone that just got to have an entire year to themselves.
0: Yeah. And like assuming that people just like had this thing that happened to them. And however that thing now has manifested out is who I'm meeting. Yeah. Because the moments happen to all of us. Right. And no matter where you were, you were catching different stuff. And if you're realizing that everyone was catching different information now and you're just realizing that like. Take some nice, big, deep breaths. Not everyone was getting the same information everywhere, right? Like, this is some really important stuff to unpack, and it happened to all of us. Yeah. So, like, that, I'm assuming that these people I'm running into now are, like, who are you? Yeah. Like, right here and now, because this might be interesting,
1: and we've met a lot of people in this space. Like when we were in San Diego, we met mm-hmm. our buddy's friend who he was so open and honest about like, look, I just realized I have no idea who I am. And I booked five flights for the next five weeks because I'm going traveling because I I never follow through with my stuff or I never do what I say I'm going to do. And he booked him and we were at his, I think his first trip yeah. of of this celebration that he was having. And it was just really powerful to hear, to hear that feeling of not knowing who you are, because that is
0: yeah it's this yeah wow well, that is
1: the newness mm-hmm. and the shock to the system that is awareness, because it's scary to suddenly be like, who am I? Yes, I just yes, lived yes. my life not knowing who I am. What the hell? Uh, and- that is it's it's daunting and, and scary and hurts. And,
0: and he was doing industry changing work. Yes. His story was so beautiful. Truly industry changing work in a in a medical field. And um we were sitting down at dinner and, and he shared that like kind of the his career stemmed from a dream or an idea that his parents told him about. You know, like
1: he didn't want to let them down.
0: Yeah, didn't want to let them down because it it was like you're a doctor, you're you're nothing. Mm. You're a doctor, you're a garbage man. Or he, I I don't know how he he said it, but it, it was really beautiful. Um, mm.
1: so he he's like,
0: I realized that because that pressure was on me, I went to school, and I I didn't do all these things and i only focused on this thing and i didn't i thought that's what i was chasing and then he realized you know he was accomplishing all these things and <laughs> and he was celebrating a big award that he got
1: yes um, best teacher or something like that yeah
0: and he'd said he's like he, i couldn't believe that i like i didn't know who i i don't know who i am <coughs> because the industry was burning him apart he was working his life away and he didn't realize why he was spending all of his money on things he didn't know why he loved mm. you know and then he saw it 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 was like the the story of the fight club played or fight the movie fight club played out it was the exact same thing he was searching for adventure he needed an adventure he needed something to tie his soul to mm. And he didn't know what that was because he'd already, he did it for someone else's. And when he realized it, it, it like it his earth shattered. Shattered, yeah. But him learning that, like, well, how should I say this? All those moments had to happen for him to be there.
1: Yeah.
0: And I saw him at dinner explain this, and. When you had said that, like you all all that was for your highest good to bring you here with what you have now and your skills and your tools and your your awareness now. it all just was like, oh, yes, it is fine to go travel. yes, it is fine to go do these things. I can go do this, and I can have a work-life balance, and I can do this, but it's going to make some sacrifices to my current my current stuff. And it was amazing to watch him have that. Yeah. Like it played out in front of us. We had that conversation. Like that was awareness at its finest.
1: Yeah. And I think I think the it, it's awareness at its finest because of his reaction, which is exactly why we are doing what we're doing. Because that reaction, that stress that you're talking about, that he was experiencing and we were experiencing through him, right? Of that, oh my gosh, I don't know who I am. Like that emptiness. That journey of finding yourself starts now. And I think... I didn't realize that in my journey. I just was like, okay, I'm just, I just have awareness now. What does that mean? But I, with the knowledge I have now, is it's it really just means, it, the learning process starts. Like now, everything is just an opportunity for learning, and if you can get yourself there, you can let those shoulders down because the tension that we have i'm i literally feel it in my body right now it's all in our neck it's all yeah, yeah. everywhere because we are stressed as ever yeah and so the awareness is adding your your stress the awareness that you have for the stress now is intended right it's in it's now showing you okay i have tension in my neck wow why do I have tension in my neck hmm what's the tension in my neck about huh okay can I sit up a little bit straighter what does it feel like to sit up a little bit straighter does that help my neck feel better you know like that is what awareness does is that shatter is scary if if you don't know what's next right it's really scary because you're directionless it feels directionless And this is what we've been talking about is this actual visual of simply turning your body around and walking forward, right? We have this idea that we have to walk up uphill and trudge up stairs or this visual of like, oh, it's this hard journey and I have to rock climb up, right? Like that's also your own idea of how it has to be. And so you Deciding it's going to be hard or deciding it's going to be treacherous is also adding to the level of treacher- treachery you're allowing in. Is that a- I don't even know if that's a word.
0: It, treachery is definitely a word, and yeah, I completely get it. Being able to like instead of you just think of like that you're stepping into a wall, boom, boop, 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 boop. like just over, over and over and over, and then you realize it's because you're choosing to walk in that direction, and you can just turn around. Boom. Oh, that happened in Key West. Yes.
1: Yes. I
0: got that one hit me in Key West. That was, that was a mushroom trip mixed with clouds dancing and then a wonderful human being saying, stop making it so hard. Like it's, it's not an uphill climb. It's just turn around.
1: And what an image, what an image, like any time that we feel this resistance to like building altered that we feel it's hard, we suddenly are like, okay, well we now that we notice it's hard, we don't want it to feel hard, what do we do? Want we want it to feel easy, okay? And then we allow ourselves to get into ease before we do anything. Like you get to decide it, right? Like these this what was that is just your thought interrupter. Because We want you to be able, I want you to be conscious of the stress in your, in your back. Because if you're conscious of it, you can do something about it. If you don't know it's there, you're just blindly, well, I don't know, my shoulders just hurt, which is what I was doing. Well, then I started working with a massage therapist who said, this is the worst physical fascia I've ever seen in my life. And for one month, every week she came and she did fascia release on me and I cried my eyes out for two and a half hours while she just pulled the stress and the fascia and tightness from my back. So I am saying this from my own. I had to bring awareness to these things because I didn't even know that they were causing me problems. Feet. Yes. Yep.
0: That is one I am, I am so amazed by the awareness to your feet and how we were walking and stepping. We were, we we're, uh, we were hiking mm-hmm. somewhere in the grand Canyon down into the hot springs. And mm. we were kind of just like hiking down and you were leaning certain ways because you only had so much control, like in your feet, like mobile, I'd say probably mobility in your feet.
1: Yeah, it's like the outsides of my feet, my feet weren't working. It's like I was only balanced on like my big two toes.
0: Right, right, right. And I could tell by the balls of your feet when I would rub your feet. And when we had made a comment about it, then I think we were just kind of like talking later in the van about like, hey, how are your feet doing in the shoes? And, you know, hey, just hiking stuff. And we started just like balancing and rocking and changing our feet and stretching our feet and then noticing our feet and like, man, I I should probably use more of my foot. More of my foot should definitely be touching the ground or noticing aches and pains, my toes. I'm I'm afraid I'm going to have toes like my dad or you're going to have toes like your mom, you know, they've, they've their feet just beat them up. Yeah. So now I'm like, oh, I can try to do something about these things. Yeah. What is it? Oh, I can yoga as much as I can. Like or just I will do rubbing
1: y- your feet. Yes. Just bringing awareness to them.
0: Just stretching my toes, so, working my toes.
1: We're so tight, it, you know, and we. Oh, I've I, watched
0: your feet change, though. That mm. bringing back that that like I was able to watch your feet change.
1: I was like balancing on my pinky, and I can, and my pinky toes.
0: I can watch, like I've seen your feet, ankles, legs, like your entire body's changed. Your your actions have changed, like every everything has, you know. And it started with some really small awareness stuff. Yeah. They were massive at the time. They were they were lessons that, you know, I think I was just catching second hand. Because I, w- I was so disconnected from the language you were speaking that I didn't know what the hell you were even saying. Yeah. And it made me realize how many people are in that space. Yeah. You know? that's a, the, that's a lot of people that, that also now are starting to hear certain terms on media, any form of media now. Yeah. All this language is getting a little bit more mainstream. And, and that's why, like... Using the word awareness or self-awareness even kind of sounds hokey. Like there's certain words that are just so played out and they they catch certain names. But it gets to be that. Yeah. And it also gets to be the language we get to use to, to learn easier without having to worry about all the other stuff that comes along with it.
1: Yeah, You know, you don't, other And you stuff. don't need to
0: read a gabillion books. Yeah, You can read a couple and that helps and do as much research as you'd like. Right. But it gets to be easy too.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think it's like we – I, it was hard for me. <laughs> it was hard for me because I didn't know anyone else was going through it. And I didn't know the language. And, and there I wasn't connected to the community because I wasn't familiar with the community. Right? And we experienced this exact same thing with the van community – like so many so many similarities between how we had how we got involved in the band community and how that has played out in our life and also our lack of getting into the communities that we were a part of and how that has played out right and for me, the spiritual community I was not a part of when I was first coaching because I didn't even know it existed, and I wasn't coaching a lot because. I didn't know how to coach. I didn't know who to learn from. And I thought I had to learn from someone else. But it was really just I also had to learn who I was in order for me to actually learn what I coach and what I do. And that has been my biggest resistance to myself. Because it's the self is where all of my doubts and limitations lie. And I know that, and probably just speaking that out loud is like the most healing thing for me ever. But
0: I am pumping it my fist like right now. It is like
1: truly my own doubt, my own beliefs that I have held, that have held me back from everything in my life, and I take ownership of them now, and I didn't before, and I do now, and it shows and i feel like at least now when i'm speaking i have a fucking message to say i was just writing before i was writing because i love to write and it was healing for me to create this online diary of my own my own needs and now like i've been able to see that and it feels like we've been talking about as like this soft blanket for new people to come land on you know like if you are struggling with self-doubt and you don't know why or who you are and what you're doing and what that looks like or you're struggling with fitness you're struggling with how your body looks like there's so many things there fitting in being left out not looking good enough not feeling good enough like i have just spilled my life and heart on social media for the last (laughs) six years and felt like no one was listening. And mostly because I wasn't trying to get anyone to hear me or I was trying too hard or, you know, like it was my own doing. Like if I didn't believe people were listening to me, then they probably weren't listening to me if I didn't believe that they were right. I just created that. So it's like just so fun To be where we're at right now, like, yes, I've been wanting to teach this specific thing. I wanted to teach the basics. I want to teach the first things. People that are more advanced, I still use them and look up to them. I I speak with my spiritual alchemist three times a week. She's pulling cards for me and doing that because I love that. And she gets to have that connection and we get to build on that connection. But also for the last few years, I was going to someone like that because I believed I couldn't do it myself. And you can. So make sure that if you're going to these other spiritual teachers and people that are teaching you and and spilling their knowledge and giving you their medicine, make sure that the reason that you're there is not just because you're trying to avoid having to do your own work because that's what i was avoiding so i was going to all these teachers and mentors that were willing to teach me hoping they'd give me the answers they never did because there is no answer the answer is you still have to know who the hell you are in order to be able to create an offer i mean and it doesn't make it it goes into business yeah but it's also just in life This is like creating a resume. This is who do you want to be, you know? And when we deny the parts of us that want to be something, like I just had a breakthrough yesterday with Corey about like, I am fearful of our business not being successful because the longer that it's not successful means the longer I have to wait to be a mom. And I am very sad by that because I want to be a mom. And I had to also be able to acknowledge that, which I didn't acknowledge before. So that moment is one, overcoming a fear, overcoming a belief that I have, like our business has to be a certain way or look a certain way or be at a dollar amount before I can have a baby. It's just like, those are the levels to this. And if you're paying attention and if you're noticing them, like, I don't feel bad about them. It's just, this is the experience I'm having. Wow. I really want to be a mom. And I'm telling you that now. And I don't know if I've ever told you that before. Like, not in the same way. And it's really Honesty, powerful. Honesty. Like,
0: very honest with your words. Yeah. Extremely honest with your words.
1: Yeah. It feels honest.
0: You know? Like but it's
1: also my chest feels so exposed right now, just from speaking about this. Like, my heart, physically, yeah, in, in my heart, it feels raw, and I can feel my heartbeat, and mm-hmm. that feels uncomfortable, and I'm, like, literally in that right now, and if like, right. I know, but it's, okay. those are the, those are also worth noting yeah. and mentioning, <laughs> Because yeah, sure. It's not.
0: That's a response. Easy. Yeah,
1: like it's not easy. It's you're just having to relearn how to regulate your emotions because the reaction you're having, your body's also reacting physically. You're having a, an, a, a. They neuro- change. I don't, I'm not good with science. <laughs> <laughs> You're having a reaction.
0: Not good with science.
1: I'm not. Um, I wish Lindsay was here. She would have loved that comment. <laughs> um, <coughs> anyways, your body is having an actual reaction to it. And so the more that you react and the longer that you've reacted to the same thing, your body gets comfortable with that reaction. So it just like learns that reaction. And then suddenly your body reacts first. And now you have that body language of being angry. And then suddenly that things aren't catching up. It manifests, right? It it just like, you can see it grow if you slow down enough. And so awareness is just, there are tools to awareness or I I think initially I didn't feel like there were tools to awareness there was tools to shadow work and there was tools to these deeper things but what I was learning I learned in a certification program to become a coach to become one so like I had the experience, like, in in my coach course, I was like, how did I never learn this? What? What? This is, this is, like, this is basics about ourselves, right? This, we, we have the right to know who we are. I,
0: yeah. Yeah, you, yes. Yeah, I, I think we just have to be, like... The idea of something being called basic, like we just have to be careful with that, because like w- applying certain things mentally as a as a st- you know, like it. I it think just, it's just like making. Me- I just want to be careful with it. Like, there's a, been a lot of like hard self work and a lot of hard lessons that we have had to learn long before we knew how to apply them now we've just applied stuff to backstories in our life and unpicked apart what those things were. Yeah. You know, so like I just having the ability to just notice your neck is tense and relax and to take some deep breaths and feel what your body feels and see if you can like mentally heal your body. That idea should be quote unquote basic. That should be taking a deep breath and like centering yourself. Right. And, fixing your posture and looking at how your feet align and what your hands look like and like truly looking at yourself it's okay you are you you it's okay to look at yourself in the mirror you know me learning that lesson came through like working at a gym years before and I didn't know that lesson applied to me until like a year ago because like i i just always i didn't like how i looked in a mirror right so i just never did it was always through like a cell phone through a mirror so i always had an excuse right like i just my body issues with how i felt i looked and feel in the world you know that's i didn't understand how to unpack that until like now but yeah with working through the process like that. What was that? That was this. Like truly naming it, owning it, and saying them out loud. Not allowing yourself to lie and holding yourself to that. Applying that to moments I had when I was working in a gym. Arguably one of the f- the fittest times of my life is what I would have imagined. But now I feel healthier.
1: Hmm.
0: You know, like I feel physically healthier, but that was probably the fittest time in my life. I could run nonstop. I would go nonstop. Like my hours were insane. You know, Yeah. running cases of beer up and down stairs for hours and doing it night after night after night after night. And a lot of guys do it. My, my I understand that world. Those guys are insanely fit if they choose to be and like choose that as a career down there. Like if you're running cases of beer up and down stairs, kudos, <laughs> you know, but I've unpacked those events with the stuff we're trying to teach. So like, that's not basic. This, you know, <laughs> we've applied it to a lot more than just like, Hey, Hey, What's your heart rate right now? Like, under slowing that down. And, like, if some people can just start there, you know? But well, and
1: I think that's why, like, when I say the basics, it's, like, this feels like the number one skill we should just all have. Like, that this becomes the, like...
0: Ah, we okay, had a friend okay, say this, okay. and I'm
1: only going to say this because I don't – I we really do believe in the importance of language, right? Like a big part of why we're so excited about the Altered Journal um, is because the creation of the language that has even gotten us to the, the process of what was that, right, is we have tried to make it as simple and as universally – understood as we can. And that's really exciting. And it's, which is also against what everything in business says too. you know, everything in business tells you to niche down, niche down, niche down. Well, we have a very interesting market and in that everybody just all went through COVID and we all could use a little help with awareness right now. So that is definitely to our benefit. But this skill As our friend referred to it, was inner alchemy. And if you're not familiar with that term, what that means is you're actually shifting the energy within through this language. So by just by you acknowledging it, that feeling, that feeling gets to gets to transmute. It's another. What's an easier word that? move on yeah that energy gets Gets to to, it gets gets to carry on it gets to go back go back to source yeah it
0: it gets to it gets to go back to sender yeah you know i think yeah like yeah go back to sender would be a good one whatever whatever things you you attached along your way you can you can actually just let those things go right truly you truly can yeah And And it's
1: safe for you to do so.
0: Yes, and and that—that's important to know. Like you, you can just return to sender. You can take that deep breath, and you can open your eyes, and you can start over, right now.
1: Yeah. With that simple turnaround.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: With that simple.
0: Take that deep breath, close your eyes, and turn around, and whatever you brought to that space in time, leave it right there. Yeah. And keep a memento. <laughs> Take what you will from the moment. Take a hard you know, I grabbed a rock. You know, that that rock's been with us since Havasu. Yeah. Because that was a really special place in time. A lot of wild stuff happened. Yeah. You know, and I won't understand half of it until
1: Who knows? Yeah.
0: <laughs> But, you know...
1: But we also left...
0: Really, it's okay.
1: <laughs> we also left a lot there. Because yeah, we were practicing... Those were our
0: turnaround moments. Yeah. You know? That's it what was, I mean. I grabbed a memento. Like, we... I left stuff there. Yeah. Stuff. And I just call it stuff. Because it's easy to look at emotional stuff when you call it that. Especially when you've just gone through a physical
1: remo- yes yeah. a
0: physical shedding of stuff stuff change a diet uh change in f- um breath work, if you will stretching change in my fitness change in my outlook on life you know the yeah
1: yeah it's a, it's been a very
0: so, yeah sorry i i lost myself <laughs> on stuff <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like, yeah, it
0: but getting rid of all of our stuff, it yeah. w- it was able to allow space for me,
1: yeah,
0: emotionally to let some things slide in my life.
1: Yeah,
0: because I was honest about him Hey, buddy, you're you're really scared. Of, you're actually afraid about what's happening here globally. You are. And it is okay. Like it's it's okay. Yeah. You know
1: it was scary. Yeah,
0: right. And I think so like a those lot of... c- those cigarettes, I remember them. I can taste them. They they literally dried out my throat. Thinking about them, <laughs> that wasn't what it was. But the just that shedding of things, like I allowed myself to have that moment because. I knew it, the things I was tackling with were more important at the time. I'd like rank ordered things to help get rid of, like, okay, you should probably just deal with this one first. I was like in that shell shock moment, you know, like, you, uh, what do you want to call it? Oh, um, in in hospitals, like the the room, uh, like in the trauma rooms, ICU. Yeah, but they have like a. A specific terminology, I thought, to, like, rank how they handle certain things.
1: Oh, codes? Like, code yeah. not? I don't yeah, know.
0: Not, not, a, not the important <laughs> part, I guess.
1: <laughs> okay, try again.
0: I was... I knew I had other things to try to fix about me. <laughs> other than worrying about me smoking that cigarette.
1: mm. Mm. I was
0: honest with myself probably for the first time in my life during this last election. That was a big catalyst for me. You know, that was a huge catalyst.
1: Catalyst to what?
0: Find out who I am mm. and what do I believe? You know, if if I if if I if I believe okay, I I have to believe in me, right? And if I have to believe in me, that means I need to know what I'm believing in. And I realized that the options that were laid out in front of me were never even close to a reflection of what I would hope to be as, like...
1: Representation of of who we are. Of me. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: And I really started to, like, feel the body of people... Feeling that, you know, and it was kind of like, well, you had to, you know, did we pick the worst of two evils? Wow, was that a convert? Like, that was a political conversation, not just not like it's been for how many years now? That's the dialogue around stuff like that. So, you're constantly inundated by, like, well.
1: And we're just we just it's allow it's not it, that bad, right? We just it's allow not, it to happen. You know,
0: it's not that bad. It, it, things aren't that bad. It it definitely isn't that bad. Yeah, things are really great. And that's the hard part with with all the ah, Sorry, I was like swept up in this idea of constantly being fed choices that didn't reflect anything about me and then I was experiencing people around us like really believing in something right and then it made me be like well what do I believe in and then (laughs) I was seeing how things were getting like portrayed and shown and i was watching several different media things and like i was trying to do my best to educate myself and i i don't it just like it oh it woke that space up of like who are you and you better know who you are and it got really friggin scary
1: yeah it did for a while you know yeah
0: and i can only I can only imagine if I felt that there's, other
1: there
0: is yeah going through it and going through it worse or sliding through it a little easier and hell yeah, see you on the other side, you know, yeah, like,
1: but we all went through something,
0: yeah well and sorry I, I
1: no long. i I think that I think it's been really interesting to watch how the pandemic has brought a lot of people together like I I think what we experienced in the desert was what it felt like was a bunch of people that had just been with themselves for the last nine months they cocooned they learned everything about themselves all these crazy things they took this life adventure and then suddenly they had to be around strangers again and they had to relearn how to be around strangers again And I feel we've gotten to be a part of that in a lot of different scenarios, which is really amazing. And I think because of that, you also got to watch social dynamics. We got to watch communication and how, because we were around a lot of very self-aware people, they were also like nipping stuff in the butt. And it was so cool to see because I didn't I hadn't really seen people in real life be that way.
0: It was a full group of people that
1: were just like, I
0: don't like using this term, but like were really speaking out exactly what they meant when they meant it and exactly how they said it. And there was no gray area, you know, and there was room for learning. There was room for expanding in apology and forgiveness that was inherent in the group. Like, it just showed up with everybody. Mm. And because we had those things, we were able to speak our minds.
1: Yeah. And
0: honestly have open dialogue with all really different types people. of people, walks of life, different from all over. It was really amazing. And it realizing that if you carry yourself with real honesty and like it can start with just like trying not to lie as much you know or yeah trying not to lie as much because when you don't do when when you have to start owning your words you start owning your actions and then that leads to follow through and then that leads to more honesty and then you see this positive pickup and like things just move simply in your life. And people understand, like you don't feel like you're being walked on because you're setting a boundary and people aren't feeling like you're snapping on them or you're not getting reactions because like, you're probably handling how you speak differently. Right. Because you're,
1: because you have noticed these reactions in the moments when you're by yourself. right? Right. Right. Like that is the key to like why we've been talking about conscious conversations is like when you learn to, when you're doing this consciously with yourself, when you have this language with yourself, this, what was that? Where did it come from? Is it mine? Like when you're doing the process steps, this is changing the way you think. It is truly changing, trying to create this new inner dialogue that's going to help you in your every now moments when you're with yourself, when you're not picking up dog poop, when you leave a mess and your husband says something about it. Like when you're in those moments, you're noticing, oh, like, okay, I should have, or I, I should have done that. I totally see now why you're upset. Because I would totally be upset at you. You know, like, I would be upset at you if you left that out. So, like, I I hear you. Thank you. So, when you're doing it for yourself, you you start to then be able to understand where your partner or where your, your someone, anyone, a boss, like, where they're coming from. Because typically, now, it's like I, I almost see my mess before Corey even has to say anything because I just, I don't want to leave a mess. And that's just like one example of how like this can show up. But that is what I have noticed is we started doing this ourselves and then our relationship changed because now we had more space for each other to work through it. So now I was willing, you right away would be like, okay, that was this. It came from here and I really didn't like it when you did that and I'm willing to take half percent and this is what I'm willing to do for next time, but also that you would speak your experience with the process and then I would hear it with that. Okay, so that's what it was. Okay, I can see that. Yep. Okay. Where would that come from? Yep, ownership. Okay, so I hear you're willing to take ownership of of your reaction. And now I'm the partner willing to say We're just
0: sitting down negotiating percentages of ownership of No, I know. But that... like,
1: you're willing to take 50%. I'm you've liking, already told business
0: deals with... But you've with my already, emotions?
1: You've already told me now, right? Yeah, right. By right. by saying to me <laughs> I was really upset that this happened. It came from this place. I am willing to take this 50% ownership. If you are not following, this is straight up the process. What was that? I am feeling this. Okay, where did it come from? Ownership. So if you're willing to have that and you're saying it right away from your own reaction, I don't have a lot of room to be upset anymore. Because first of all, you acknowledged it. You were willing to do the inner work you're willing to actually tell me what the root of the problem is, which is as women is really what we we want i don't want i don't I don't want the half ass answer I want to know the real answer right I want to know the juice the meat of what you're don't actually tell me upset lies. about don't
0: tell me lies yes,
1: do not right. tell me lies. what is the problem so this has helped us actually get to the problem
0: sometimes you're scary and I want to lie
1: <laughs> and it's also. <laughs> It's also now you know? shown me that my partner is willing to take fifty percent, and vice versa. this is exactly how it is when I do this with you, right? I am willing to say i which is crazy because we... next time and I did <laughs> right, this right. morning I literally we were in an argument, and I was not happy. And I didn't say it in the nice voice, but I still said, "Would it help if I say this next time?" And he said, "Yeah, actually, try it like this." You know, like that wouldn't have happened before. Yeah. So, if if you're not using this, like, stop not using it.
0: Arguments don't go away, by the way.
1: They don't. You, you know, they they
0: don't go away. You you carry those little things with you, some yeah. form or fashion. Yeah. It, it, it it comes with you. Yeah, like you have to know as you're walking through your space and time, everything that comes out of your mouth echoes around you and it stays with you forever, it stays with whoever hears it, and you hear it. So, think about that as you're walking forward through life. Think like you're also walking through time, and those echoes, if heard. Never go away. Mm.
1: Well,
0: that is what I'm trying to teach through this process. Because that's, that's what's happened with the prohibition of cannabis.
1: Mm. It's mm. what's happened
0: from the prohibition of mm. alcohol. Mm.
1: Yeah. Cannabis
0: is how we're trying to like get this out. Think think this through. I've said it a couple times now. Like we are echoes of generations before us. Yeah the words i speak the sounds i sound like my dad i look like my dad i i am i am built from that i am those particles too right means i'm i'm also those words that have been said by echoes before me if they've been heard they carry through time
1: yeah
0: right yeah mm. when something if we don't address the fact that the prohibition of cannabis started because of greed and racism, we cannot carry this forward open and honestly. And, and I know there's a lot of places making serious headway in. I am right there. And everyone else that's looking for uh, racial equality with business opportunities within this industry, I'm right there. I hear you but we need to be speaking about where these echoes came from. We need to talk about them. They need to be understood from the foundational work of legalizing cannabis. Yeah. So generations after us don't have to carry on
1: the echoes
0: from before us. Yeah. We have to be able to forgive. And when we, when we have open and honest dialogue about where, Prohibition came from and why we're fighting so hard, no matter your beliefs wrapped around it. There's humanity wrapped inside of this.
1: So much humanity.
0: We have to know that we need to discuss why it was illegal illegal in the first place. It needs to be a part of that, and we need to fix that. And people need to forgive for all the pain and All of it. We have to also forgive. And that is going to take a lot of time. That is going to take time. And it might not be my generation. But I'm playing the long game here. I know that's like a tough thing to tackle. But I understand there's babies born every day. There are echoes coming out. Now. Now.
1: Yeah. And this is a huge... Lie, number one. But it's it's known, and that's the thing. People
0: have been talking about, like, it's been talked about. It's also the ear. If it, It falls on deaf ears, right? You have to be willing to receive information, too. So an industry that's fighting for legalization has to fight so hard just to be heard. They have to speak about why everyone right now that's making decisions hates the idea that They want it legalized and they want certain, you know, opportunities. They have to fight so hard with that voice that they they have to put all their energy there. They have no time to go like, hey guys, like as we move forward, like we should really speak on this to a point where people know. People know it. It's, It's common. But that comes from the people that aren't getting what they want right now giving some space. That, that, because that's how I would need to work through an argument with you, you know? I would, I would need enough space for you not to, like, hate me, to be honest. Because it's, it's really scary being truthful. Because you're exposing of your, you're exposing. But, you know, like, I I put, I was talking about, how
1: I think the, I, I want to say something, the feeling, so it's one thing to, the The reason we're going to teach awareness through cannabis is first of all, because we are huge cannabis advocates. We have, it is, it is, it has saved our marriage. There's no denying that it has saved our marriage in many, in yeah. many ways. It has solved and, and helped our communication so much and it it's what has led us to here now which is why we're huge advocates for it it should be in the wellness space we should be able to use it in in these in spiritual spaces and in happily and it is medicine and we need to also focus on that but awareness is this birthright is my belief it is my belief that it, that feeling that you have of that discomfort of holy shit now what? That feeling is teachable. Like I know how to operate within those first few steps because that was the biggest struggle that I had, and so I sat in that for years, just like could not get out of it because I wasn't I would I didn't understand what I was doing. It was so new to me that I was just like what the f-? like what is happening? I don't even yeah, know what yeah, to yeah, do, yeah. where to turn. It was like, okay, now go to yoga and go to this and go to this and go to this. But I wasn't wasn't really doing any of the inner work. I wasn't truly in meditation because I wasn't deep enough into meditation, right? So like all these things that I've now learned, that's why we're here is like you can go deeper. I promise you can go deeper. You need to go deeper. But these two things get to make a great impact at the same time, by simplifying this language, by making this language so simple, it gets to be for a really broad audience, which means it gets to include people that are struggling with PTSD. It gets to include people that are really struggling with their mental health this year, which a lot of us are ourselves included, right? We just now have this tool and this tool has been incredibly helpful. And I think it's also... If I'm extremely honest out here, it's like what you have putting that out there is scary as well. Right? Like putting this out there and saying like we think we can help is very scary. But also it feels like if we don't like I I don't wanna I don't want to lose any more people. Like this is these are crazy times and, and we have a a way I think that at least again, come to this blanket that we've created, like back to this like soft blanket. That is my Instagram page. It's like like the
0: floaty blob with the friends that, you know, (laughs) at at the camp, you know what I mean? The big air blob where your friends sit on one end, you know, the people like that are feeling this self-awareness pop for the first time, they just jumped off that, right? They just jumped off the, the platform, the 30 foot high platform down to that big airbag, right? Yeah. So they're floating and they're screaming, I
1: don't know what to do!
0: And all of a sudden, that big blob, they're just comforted. Just, Yeah. And they disappear down to the water and their smile hits because they feel they know they're safe, they know they're safe, they know they're safe. And all of a sudden, they see their friend t- whirling through the fucking sky and, like, belly flopping and they're laughing and chuckling because everyone, like, everyone laughs when something crazy happens and that's fine. <laughs> but that person gets to go down onto the end then, and their friend gets to go up there and jump off again, and they get to go skyrocketing through the sky too, and they get to possibly belly flop, like most of us always do, because you're going to belly flop. It's okay. Yeah. You're not always going to land it. You know, you're. it's not always going to feel good. Right. But it's okay. You can just take that deep breath, start where you are, and turn around. Right. You know, or you can stand there and look at it and deal with it. Don't avoid it. But that's also part of just turning around. You get that choice. Right. I say interact with everything. You know, avoid nothing. So that. And what
1: we mean by that is truly every feeling, which is a lot. And we've been talking about that now recently because it feels. Corey and I are both very serious. <laughs> we're both very serious, and we love to talk, and we're always together, so we talk a lot, and we brainstorm a lot, and we just... Spill. Spill a lot. And I feel... I don't even know why I was saying that. I don't know. We talk a lot. I don't
0: know. Were you getting all braggadocious? No, 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 what? no. I
1: No, I don't think so. Probably more self-deprecating, but... <laughs>
0: Hopefully. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, anyways.
0: But yeah, so oh. if, if you're going through right now and you're jumping through the air and you're screaming, there are safe places to land.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: You know, sometimes you miss the mark and we break yeah. some bones and, you know, yep. it's not so great. Like, sometimes that happens too. We need to understand that not, you
1: know. And, like, let me also a- t- stay on to this. Like, there are more people, like us or there are more people like my social media page that have been coaching probably coaching themselves for the last however many years too so like as people that are constantly using the internet like we can also like go back and read other stuff you know like we I go back to read and listen to some of my favorite teacher stuff from years ago because it's helpful for me to see how my teachers have evolved as well right because if you're only meeting someone online, you of course you're getting to meet them where they are now, but then you're comparing them to where you are now. So go back to their old social media and see where they were at the beginning, see what they were doing, learn from them, see what how you can get creative however you want. Because right now, if you are anybody, I don't care how old you are. Like, this is the time, if you want to work for yourself, get creative, find your voice, say something. Like, it is of value right now. And we are in this change and this opportunity for reinvention. Like, truly. And innovation. And you're watching how that's playing out. And the people that are, like, doing it are doing really cool things. And I'm...
0: On top of it being, like... TikTok house, cheesy. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, people are doing amazing things on top of, like, it's run amok.
1: <laughs>
0: yes. You know what I mean? Like.
1: Yeah, for sure. But, you know,
0: it's a business. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. a business. So, you can't also be, like, upset at, you know, at people for doing stuff like that, you know? People been renting out planes for photo shoots for, since forever. Right. You know? Like, oh. Not everybody flies in those private lear jets with champagne. Yeah, not everybody does. A lot of people do. Right. And that there's nothing wrong with that either. You know, but a lot of people don't.
1: <laughs> I think you I think you really nailed it on the head earlier just with I mean, of course, the cannabis conversation is so important. I, I really, I really think that this is bigger than use. You know, it, it is so much bigger than if you use, if you don't use, yeah. And if and, you think and other if your people co- sh- and if
0: your communities are going to be safe or destroyed by run amok crime, go back and read the articles from the '30s. It's the same language. Yeah. They're. It's. It's all like, come on now. Yeah. Come on, like think those things through before you let
1: but, somebody
0: else's fear hit you like that.
1: But the other thing is that if you are fearful, like which we recognize and and we mm-hmm. have and and that's I also think what's so important about this work is the emotions that we carry with it, right? We talked about this a little bit last week is like our emotions, our guilt, our shame, they carry they people you can tell, you can feel them in your in your interactions with someone. If you're tuning in, and if, if I'm tuning in with someone who I know is a cannabis user, and they don't want to use, and they feel uncomfortable about that, I can feel that. Yeah. Right. Like I, I can sense that too.
0: What if what if what if somebody, what if a politician, um, that is voting against legalization in their, their, their district, their town, their city, their state, their country. What if they just said the truth? If this is what they felt like, what if this is actually what they felt? And this was the truth to this. We just don't think that education behind proper use of anything is in our culture yet we need we need to try to educate some people on on substance abuse issues first and let's start with McDonald's and let's start with food and fast food and all of the other things that are destructive and truly bad for us and people and then we'll revisit the cannabis conversation